The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNNBA to get 10% off of everything in the SGPN Store. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome in to the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We have another full house today. Ryan McIntyre, Justin Mark in the house. We are breaking down the NFC South today. Uh, I mean, I had to come back on the NFC South day, didn't I, guys? I feel like this is... this is Anthony. You guys had such a fantastic talk about the NFC North, and I get to come back to the NFC South. Uh, goody for me. But, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> we're back again, breaking down yet another division. Uh, I know there's a ton of football going on, and the NFL is still king, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, here we go. And, yes, as as already, Nick Fortune in the chat, LFG, yes, let's go. Excited to talk about some Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some New Orleans Saints. Yeah, no, this this division was entertaining last year. Everybody thought penciled Tom Brady and the Bucks in, and they, they had to hold on for their dear lives coming down the stretch. Carolina, uh, J-Mark and I, I think we gave it out at the midway point. It was like 12-1 to 1 to win the division, and they almost came all the way back. A couple of ticky-tack calls, I think, went against us, and they had to get TB12 across the finish line. But, yeah, Brady's uh, no more in the south, and this division's wide open again, I think. Nope, Justin still can't, muted. Can't find my unmute button. Um, yeah, this is this is uh, this division's gross, really. I mean, when you look at it, this divi- there's there's a couple different divisions, and they both seem to be the AFC South and the NFC South to me. That they're just gross, right? I mean, there's not a lot that excites me about this, except <laughs> except maybe what Derek Carr can do with the Saints. I, I, I think, am intrigued yeah. to see that. And that really is what the biggest news I think is other than Tom Brady departing. Obviously that's, that's the biggest news there uh, because now you wonder if, and listen, last season, Tampa eight and nine, Carolina seven and 10, New Orleans seven and 10, Atlanta seven and 10. You want to talk about just straight, nothing across the board. Like this is, it's about as ridiculous as it gets for a division. Uh, Three teams at seven and 10, which is, I guess, impressive that they're all, basically the same team uh, with the Bucks just one game better. But now it makes you wonder if any of these teams have anything for them. Is this now the Saints division to win because they have Derek Carr? I mean, I know Raiders fans are like, no, but by and large, Derek Carr was not necessarily, I don't think he was that bad of a quarterback. I just feel like the Raiders never, the Raiders never put any effort into being better. I mean, they, they, on paper, they did things to make them seem better. Right, you bring in Devontae Adams, that's supposed to boost you, but it just never felt like they were trying to get better. So maybe the Saints is, is maybe a change of scenery for Derek may get him some some better traction. I don't know. I, I I'm not a GM. It's funny how he went from the consensus worst quarterback in the AFC West with Mahomes, uh Herbert. I guess actually Russell Wilson could arguably be the worst quarterback with how he played, but he goes to the NFC South. And he's instantly by far the best quarterback in the division coming back. So, yeah, I think uh, the odds say that New Orleans is a clear favorite. But, I mean, this is NFC South. It seems like the favorite never wins unless it's Tom Brady and he's not there anymore. Yeah. Can you imagine being Bucks fans and you go from Tom Brady to, I assume, Baker Mayfield is going to be their <laughs> starter? Like, yeah. that's rough. That is rough. You go from the greatest of all time, potentially, to another and a long list of names on the back of that Browns jersey, right? That's that's what you go to. And and, and who's going to be the quarterback in Atlanta? Is it going to be Heineke? I mean, it should be. 
Yeah, right? it should be. It, you know, it would not shock me if he get they're like two and four it's quarterback controversy. Heineke comes in, reels off just like he did in Washington, and they win the division. No, none of these teams would shock me. I mean, at, New Orleans was a weird team last year. On paper, they looked really good. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, they didn't play. Uh, it was just a weird situation. Jameis started as the quarterback to start the year. Then it was Andy Dalton. Then it was Taysom Hill. Just an overall weird franchising situation with uh, year two of Dennis Allen. I am not looking forward to any of that. I think what I'm looking forward to is just knowing that when the NFC West uh, plays, when the Niners play, any of the teams in the NFC South, I feel like this should be a cakewalk, right? Mm -hmm. Should be. Yeah, should be. That's On paper, yes, absolutely so. Um, all right, but this is, of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast. So what we have done uh, in taking a look at these is we're taking a look at the odds for each of these uh, specific teams, and we're kind of breaking down for you what we think is a good a good price to pay, what the odds are for them. Um, so where do we want to start, gentlemen? Which icky team, wh- which one do we want to rip the Band-Aid off with right now? I noticed the wife is in the... Uh chat trolling me here why doesn't jmark have a whiskey it's an excellent question it's it's noon your time you know pop (laughs) one open let's go (laughs) Um, dealer's choice rod yeah all right fine well let's go ahead and start then with tampa bay because we had just touched on how they are losing the star of the nfl uh for now it's still april um, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the day when Tom decides that he is bored in, uh, May in the middle of May and <laughs> says, mm, maybe I'll come back again. And then Tampa's like, please, please, please. Because I mean, like you said, leaves you with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. That is, that's a pretty big dip down. I, I I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but Baker Mayfield has obviously been bounced around for a reason. I mean, it's not as if Baker Mayfield is lived up to the potential that he probably could have. And look, speaking of somebody who never lived up to his full potential, I recognize it. Game recognizes game. <laughs> so like, I, I'm not hating on you, Baker. I'm the same way. So I'm just saying in this, in this field, I, I have not lived up to my full potential, but this obviously takes them aback a little bit. Where are we looking at for, for Tampa Bay in this division? You got to think that they're going to take a step back. I mean, they weren't a very good football team consistently throughout, and they got embarrassed in the playoffs by the Cowboys, who never won a big game, and they just went there and punked them, basically. Couldn't block. Their defense took a step back. They struggled to run the ball throughout, and honestly, they only made the playoffs just because Tom Brady was Tom Brady and just found a way. Like They would get outplayed for 55, 56 minutes, and then he would do Brady things. Uh, Tampa Bay or uh, the New Orleans Monday night game, the Carolina game that we're talking about, he just single-handedly willed them. I I think this is going to be a bad team next year, me personally. How about you, Jay Mark? Yeah, um, they have a lot of needs, right? I mean, if you think about this team that just a couple years ago was a Super Bowl team, now they have a lot of needs. They they have a need at quarterback because I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask being their answer. They really have a need at running back because they couldn't get anything done on the ground, and Fournette is gone now. Um, They're okay on wide receivers. I mean, Evans and Godwin, but they need offensive line help. They need cornerback help. the linebackers wants out like they're piling up a lot of needs here more than I think they can get in the draft. So they're plus 700 uh, over on uh, a couple of books here and, and DraftKings in particular has them at plus 700. I mean, they're, they're not even the favorite. They're not even, they're the least favorite. They are the longest odds to win this NFC South. They went from, like you said, Super Bowl contender, yeah. Always a perennial to win the South to now the books don't even, they're like, no way this team is not <laughs> even going to come close. Uh, and, and seven and 10 may be, may be a stretch for these guys this year. Yeah. I think we just did the NFC North last Friday. And I feel like we're looking at the same situation as green Bay. You're going to lose basically the face of your franchise, the guy in which why you were the chalk favorite for years with Rodgers, same thing with Brady. It's They they seem like mirror images of one another last year with both teams just being well under what everybody anticipated. And now you're taking the best player off of even why that team is in contention. 
I think this is a this is definitely a rebuild year for uh, Tampa Bay. I'm not touching that seven to one price, even though I don't think nobody runs away with this division. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, this is going to be another another year where they all just kind of finish mediocre, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I think looking at these teams. So I guess if you think Baker could lead or if you think they end up taking a quarterback early on, um, I don't think they will. It just doesn't seem the the style of their GM, but it's possible. So I guess, you know, plus 700, those that's good money you can make if you believe that they can keep this running and can win this division. That's a heavy investment to make on a team that uh, may, may or may I, not even finish in the, you know, finish yeah. the season. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but, you know, um, if you have that belief, I mean, plus 700 is hard to say no to if you think it could happen. And, yeah. and are we sold on Todd Bowles? I mean, in, in one year that or yeah, one year at Tampa Bay, you go below 500 with Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady never goes. It was his first year under 500. So, like, I don't see the reason why anybody would be optimistic on this team. J-Mark, uh, I know you just released your seven-round mock draft, so everybody go check that out without giving away all your picks. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we don't want to just give away all your picks. That's why you go check out the mock draft on our website. Where do you think they'll go early in round number one? Yeah, I do have them taking a cornerback, so focusing on that defense. Um, but kind of a surprise pick, I do have them taking a running back in the second round. So go check that out and find out which running back. I won't say which one. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, have them waiting for quarterback until the sixth rounder. So that's just taking a stab on a guy you hope uh, hope can do something, you know, develop into something. <laughs> Trying to find the next Brady in the sixth round, like once yep. upon a time. <laughs> late, late round magic. Uh, speaking of late round magic, let's talk to you about underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player props parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes going on. You want to get in, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. NFC South is the new NFC West, I think is really what it was from back in the day when everybody in that whole thing, I remember Seattle won it with a seven and 10 record, what, four or five years ago. So uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I know that, I know that Mayor says that uh, Brady and Gronk are coming back, um, but maybe, maybe on Madden, but I don't think they're coming (laughs) back on this end. To be fair, she thought Gronk was coming back last year too. So (laughs) shots fired. Hey, if they do come back, I will bet on Tampa Bay again. I can tell you that. (laughs) I think he makes more now than he ever would being on the football field. Like that dude's got real lucrative, uh, corporate tie-ins and, and like he's, he's making money hand over fist. So why would you go back to getting your ass kicked every, every snap? when you can stay pretty and, uh, and sit down and do all your commercials and, and all of your appearances uh, and not be touched. I think I For like sure. that. <laughs> um, all right, let's move. Let's just go one up then. So we, we talked about the Buccaneers. They're at plus 700. Uh, but there's a pretty deep chasm between Tampa Bay and Carolina, who's the next one with the longest odds, plus 350 for the Panthers to, to win this division. Um, again, the short odds shorten up quite a bit. They got the red rifle, Andy Dalton now at quarterback. Uh, they've got Terrence Marshall, DJ Chark, and Adam Thielen. I mean, which Adam Thielen, by the way, we, we forgot about him once Justin Jefferson came in, and maybe he forgot about himself once Jeff- <laughs> Justin Jefferson came in. Um, I feel like this might be a good opportunity for him to get right back on the horse. Carolina now adds Miles Sanders and, and – uh, Chuba Hubbard still in that backfield. Dare I say, this might be the team I'm the most excited about in this division. It's I, I'm bullish on this team. I I I bet them the whole second half. I, I I was hoping that they would come through on that NFC South. They came just short. Frank Wright is now the head coach there, and we saw what he did his first year in Indianapolis, going ten and six. He had taken over a situation where they missed the playoffs back to back years. 
and we all know where Frank Wright came from. He was offensive coordinator for Doug Peterson during the Super Bowl era. Doug Peterson goes to Jacksonville, takes over a last-place team or a team that didn't make the playoffs, instantly flips it. If I'm betting on a team right now to win the NFC South with the value, I'm definitely taking the Carolina Panthers, and they have the number one overall pick. Yes, thank you, Carolina, for giving us DJ Moore to get that yeah. pick and a couple first, couple seconds. Um, this team, I, I think they could be good. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Miles Sanders. I actually wanted the Bears to sign him. I think he's really good at just grinding it out. You know, he's not a guy that's going to be your um, put up a bunch of highlight plays in one game, right? But he's consistent. He's very consistent. So I love him getting in there to help whoever their rookie quarterback is. Um, they still have some weapons on uh, as wide receivers, even though they don't have DJ Moore anymore. The defense is good. I mean, this really comes down to who they take with that first selection, right? Mm-hmm. And because there are some guys that they've talked about them taking that I don't think are ready to lead a team to a bunch of wins. And there are some guys that they talked about that I do think. So to me, it all comes down to it's riding on that first pick and who they take with it. So I'm sure this, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm sure somebody's done the research. And if, if they have, please drop it in the chat, email, just Twitter, uh, put us on Twitter, whatever. I, w- I want to know the success rate of these first overall quarterback picks. I mean, because again, we've seen, these these first overall quarterback picks a lot of the time not live up to and first round I guess if you want to go so far as first round the last few years it's been there there's been a few hits but there's been a lot more misses I mean I'm talking about Trey Lance I'm talking about Mac Jones I'm talking about uh, um, whoever was in New York when now the Jets and I can't remember his name anymore because he's Zach that Wilson. Zach Wilson I was yeah. like I can't remember because obviously it, it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. Um, because now they're talking about Garrett and Aaron Rodgers. So Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk? Yeah, you want to talk about a long line? That that list is almost as long as the back of the Browns jersey uh, at quarterback. <laughs> but you know, again, these franchise quarterbacks taken in the first round. Sometimes it just feels like we, you put too much pressure on them. You put them on teams that struggle, a la Trevor Lawrence. Right? How long did it take him to finally get the the Jaguars mm-hmm. in contention? And who knows? If they stay that way this season, right? I mean, it very well could be that that was a, a great season, but it, it falls apart this year. So, I mean, you got to see an extended period of time before you consider his his career a success so far. So, yeah, it's it's tough. I I think whoever they select, it sounds like it's between Stroud and Young. J. Mark, I know you have them taking Stroud. Me personally, I like Young better. I think he showed me more. And those receivers at uh, Ohio State were so good that uh, I'm not going to say anybody could have thrown to them, but like, I mean, those guys were really good. I think whoever it is is set up for success because you have a Frank Reich that was there with Carson Wentz early in his days in Philly uh, when they drafted him as a rookie with Doug Peterson. And I thought uh, Frank Reich kind of got the raw end of the deal in Indy. I mean, it was like a revolving door to quarterback position. Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Carson Wentz again. And then obviously this year with Matt Ryan was a train wreck. But he's got a good track record of uh, good young quarterbacks. And I think having Andy Dalton as your backup quarterback, that's a good guy to have mentor whoever you're going to bring in. I think that's just as important as having a good head coach is having a veteran that's been around the league, been around the block, had success, and he doesn't have an ego. So I like the signing of Andy Dalton as well. Yeah, no, I agree there. Um, And like I said, having Miles Sanders there, that's going to immediately help any rookie quarterback, I feel like, because that's a guy that he knows how to do his job. Right. Again, not a bunch of highlight plays, but he does his job. So that's going to help. Um, I, the reason I'm scared off of young is the dude is small and small, I don't know how he's yeah. going to um, hold up to a bunch of hits. Um, so that's my only concern there. I do agree. Good football player, good quarterback, but I just like Stroud's size a little bit better. Um, and Alabama's scheme. I mean, you're talking about a, a scheme that made Mac Jones look really good, and Mac Jones yeah. has not looked really good now. So that I have those concerns as well. But um, either way, I think if they go with those two, now there's some people that are like, oh, they're going to surprise everybody and go with Anthony Richardson. I think that would be a mistake for winning now anyways. Um, will Levis, I think, would be a mistake. But um, if they go Stroud or Young, I think, I think they will be all right, and I like them to win this division kind of, or at least be in contention with – 
the Saints, who I think is the other one that is probably high up there on my list of who could win this division. So then my question is, if they do draft, obviously they're going to draft a quarterback first. This is not, that's not even a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do they start him right away? I mean, again, knowing what we know now, like, and seeing the last couple of years play out the way that it has, like, do, do you, do you just roll Andy Dalton out for a little while until, and then sprinkling a la what they did with Trey Lance, right? With Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still starting, but put Trey Lance in every once in a while. And then, you know, see where you go from there. And then of course, Trey Lance takes over, but you know, do you do that route or what do you do? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think throwing these quarterbacks in right off the jump is always a good, good for business. I, I think it depends on who they take. If they, if they take Stroud or young, I, they're going to be the starter. But like you said, if they take Richardson, kind of the project, kind of like what, um, um, Justin Fields was when they when the Bears took him. Maybe they sit him behind Andy Dalton for for a couple games. I know J. Mark just jo- dropped his jaw that I stumbled upon Justin Fields' name blankly <laughs> for a second. Um, I was like thinking of Trey Lance. I go, wait, no, 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 I meant Justin Fields. But yeah, no, I think if they take, I think they're going to take Stroud or Young. I think that's we we both agree. I think they're going to play right away. And you just have Andy Dalton there as a mentor. I don't. I don't see it being the same situation as Lance and Fields with uh, what they did with Jimmy G and uh, Andy Dalton. I think you have to. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. Oh, I was gonna say. I think you have to have a, a true quarterback competition. You you bring yeah. him in your draft pick and you say you compete for this job. And if he's not the if he's not there yet, then you don't roll him out. I I hate when they. When teams roll out players just because, oh, you know, we invested so much in this with our draft, so we have to. No, you roll out the best football players and you let them earn the job. If they're not there yet, they're not there yet. I mean, it's as simple as that. Who is the last number one pick not to start right away? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Obviously, Trey Lance was number three and he didn't start right away. I can't remember the last number one that didn't start right away. I, I'm, I I'm asking Google to see if they know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it, you could argue, though, it may be the best thing for him in the long run. And we all agree that this division's so bad that, like, if you start Andy Dalton, you, you're right there in the division throughout. He's going to guarantee you at least seven wins, in my opinion. Yeah. To, to, to Justin's point, though, too, as far as investing a lot in it, I, to me, it's like, wouldn't you want to bring it along instead of try to mm-hmm. use your investment up all at once and then, you know, get get just burned because you've you've thrown him in too early. And now all of a sudden it, it's not a good investment instead of building on that investment. I, again, not a GM. Don't know how this works. So uh, I just feel like it's probably a better a better investment, but I will tell you what's a fantastic investment as Justin looks up the rest of what's going on <laughs> is the SGPN merch store. Cause we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store. See this from the SGPN merch store, drink coffee every morning and remind yourself of why the SGPN is so amazing. Plus in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off of anything in the SGPN merch store, just like this. When you use the promo code SGPNBA, head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code uh, SGPNBA to get 10% off of every single thing, just like this, just like that hat that Justin's wearing, just like that hat that Ryan is wearing. And I think Justin's got his USFL gambling podcast uh, shirt. There you go. Love that as well. Make sure you pick up some of your favorite NFL gambling podcast merch while you were there store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code SGP NBA for those of you watching on YouTube right now thank you very much for doing that and we continue to love your support and all of the things that it takes for us to stay up on YouTube while you're at it why don't you go like this video subscribe ring the bell do a little dance I don't know YouTube's got some crazy things that make the algorithms work whatever that is please do that to make us continue to rise in the ranks of the YouTube world. The bosses love it. We love it. You'll love it. It's all fun. All love here on the SGPN. And we'll continue to love the NFC South, which is exactly what's happened. Justin, what, what do you got? What did you find? So I found two, but this is, uh, it's on Reddit. So 
<laughs> he was a grain of salt. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Carson Palmer and Alex Smith. Oh, Alex said, Smith, baby. Let's go. Alex Smith did yeah. not start right away. Yeah. He yep. definitely- yeah. They said Carson Palmer didn't start from day one. In fact, he took zero snaps his rookie season. John Kitna yeah. played in uh, his Kitna. place. Who wow. played over Alex Smith, Rod? Was Wasn't it Cap? Uh, Cap? Not not Kaepernick. Um, who was there at the end of the, of uh, Smith? Was it or- Troy Smith? No, no. not Troy Smith. No, 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 no. no. Um, oh my God, that's you're making me think way back. Google, <laughs> come to our rescue uh, for that, because that was um, that was early early two thousands, right? That yeah. was like two thousand five eight. Uh, I can't remember who was playing at that point, but yeah, Alex Smith did not start for sure. And now if it, it was Aaron Rodgers, he would have started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah J Mark's like, why didn't you draft Aaron Rodgers? So I wouldn't have had to deal Please. with him for the yeah. last 15 years. <laughs> no uh, doubt. Um, all right. Well, let's move on in the NFC South. I'll find that answer for you in a little bit. I love it. Uh, Cause that's a good question. It's going to make me, uh, I, you know, listen, <laughs> It's funny because you ask me that, right? I'm a Niners fan, yes. But you know how much football knowledge I've had between like now and then? I'm not Colby. I can't just collect it in my head. The database. Uh, the database. <laughs> uh, all right. So the Falcons come up on the next as the next favorites to win this at plus 275. The increments here are, are kind of so like I don't I don't understand them, but whatever. Uh, but the Falcons are the second favorite to win the division with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Uh, they've got Tyler Algier at running back. And then, of course, Drake London um, with their gigantic tight end, Kyle Pitts, uh, as their pass catchers. They got Scott Miller, Scotty Miller from the from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and then Mac Hollis, uh, Hollins, rather, from the, the Vegas Raiders. So their offense is looking stout. Defensively, I don't know that you can get excited about this team. Um, Bud Dupree comes by way of Tennessee which is a, a good addition. But past that, guys, do first of all, do they deserve to be the second favorite to win this division? And is 275 just not enough value to, to try to bet on them? Uh, this, this, is, this is confusing to me why they're ahead of Carolina. But it also sums up what the NFC South was last year where Tampa Bay won the division. They're now in last place uh, odds-wise. Carolina was second, they're in third. Atlanta was third, they're in second, and, and New Orleans finishing dead last, and now they're the odds-on favorite. So this is the NFC South in a nutshell. I I mean, they we, we liked them early as a darling covering. I, they, they play a brand of football where they like to run the ball, and they got those big receivers, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, but a lot of inconsistency. You just don't know what you got at the quarterback position with Desmond Ritter, and I mean, me personally, I like Heineke over Ritter. Yeah, I think um, this is a situation where they're going to be like, well, you know, we went out and drafted Desmond Ritter, so we need to give him the opportunity. But I don't think it's going to be a very long leash because they have a guy like Taylor Heineke who has performed well and can win football games. So that's interesting to me, um, just their quarterback situation in general. For as far as draft needs, they're – they do have several there, you know, like everywhere I looked, because when I did this seven round mock, I pulled draft needs from four different places um, and everywhere said running back and quarterback. And I just can't see them investing in either with the players they have. So I didn't draft them a running back or a quarterback. Um, I did get them a receiver at the uh, the very beginning of, I think they have they have pick eight. So I gave them a, the top receiver in the draft because I think you add another dynamic receiver to this team. It probably doesn't matter who's at quarterback. It's going to help them out. It's going to help move that ball. And then you can kind of throw the pieces together on defense as you go. Now, hindsight, I did the draft several times to see how it would play out. Teams aren't going to be able to do that, obviously. Um, I yeah. liked the edge rushers that they got when you when I did a receiver first rather than taking one right away. But, um, yeah, this, this team is interesting, and I agree with you. I do not think they are a better team than the Panthers, at least not betting-wise. There's no reason – there's nothing about them that screams to me like, oh, I should be betting them instead of the Panthers to win this. Yeah, and, and again, this is the crapshoot that is the NFC South. And, I again, I, I just – I don't know 
what to gauge this. And then in, in maybe even two or three weeks into the season, I, I, I don't know how to gauge this NFC South. And anybody that says they've got a finger on the pulse for the NFC South, Lying. hit me up. I want to yeah. know because I can't <laughs> figure it out. And I've been watching football forever. I, I think maybe if, if you want to take the Falcons, you wait and see who's going to play quarterback. If it's Ritter, and like you said, if they start 2-4 and four and then they make the switch to Heineke, then you might be able to get better odds and you get that Heineke magic for four or five games that we've seen back-to-back years in Washington. And maybe Heineke gets them back in the division race. But they are an intriguing team. Kyle or Arthur Smith is in year number three. He's on 7-10 and 10 back-to-back years, and it's kind of – it feels like they've maximized everything out of the roster just to get to seven and ten back to back years. So maybe there's some regression coming just from the seven and ten. I know that sounds crazy, like regression from seven and ten, but their 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 roster is not that good uh, top to bottom. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a struggle. I mean, it wasn't as if they were fantastic with Mariota there as well, right? It just it was a tough road for them to hoe uh, with him there as well. But uh, oh, by the way, Tim Rattay. Tim Rattay was the quarterback when Alex Smith was drafted. He was <laughs> Is the that one what you've been doing that. over there? <laughs> I, I was feverishly looking back through. It's amazing how different these rosters have been. It's just like I look back at, at the 2004 Niners. And I don't recognize any of it. It's like, who the hell are you? I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, again, I mean, look, I don't know why the Falcons are there. I definitely will not be betting them, um, especially at 275. It just doesn't feel like good enough value um, at all. So Stay away from the Atlanta Falcons as a betting future. Uh, just not not good enough return for you. Unless, unless Heineke's really playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, again, I know, I know, I know that our, our uh, spring football love runs deep, but uh, it, it's got to run out sometime, right? <laughs> um, all right. So the last team on this list, of course, is the New Orleans Saints. They are now the favorite to win the NFC South, but only being offered at plus 110 to win this whole thing. Ah, it's so close to even money that they, that I, do they really value the addition of Derek Carr in this, uh, in this offense as that much of a boost to a seven and 10 team that now all of a sudden they're going to win. Of course, it may only take two, two more wins, but I know the books are, are leaning pretty heavy. Is it really just the Derek Carr thing or what else could make them have this much of a swing for the the New Orleans Saints? This, uh, I think this is an inflated price. I'm not going to take the Saints at this price just because we've seen Derek, like we all like Derek Carr, but we, none of us love Derek Carr. And I feel like he's getting a little bit overhyped here coming into New Orleans. I mean, there was a reason that Vegas was at the, basement of that division with when they acquired Devontae Adams of all people. Like they acquired one of the best receivers in football and their and their team got worse. Carter Carr was really good two years ago, but he's that's kind of been what he has been in his career. Up and down, lacking consistency. And I just feel like this kind of feels like the team that's going to disappoint a lot of people. I think everybody in America is going to pick the Saints to win this division because it's like, oh, they're going from Andy Dalton to Derek Carr. Yes, Derek Carr's an upgrade. I don't know if he's that much of an upgrade, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the price. Now, I I think the Saints do win this division. Uh, I really do. I think the price, though, is more an inflection of the other teams and how That's they fair. they don't have a solid quarterback that um, like because we still we don't know if Baker is for sure going to be the starter at Tampa. Are the Falcons going with Ritter or are they going to throw Heineke in there? And then who knows, whoever gets drafted may play or Andy Dalton for the Panthers. So this is the only team that has their set quarterback, their set veteran that they know what to expect from him. Um, And I think that's kind of, that's likely why they are the favorites. And that's why I think they probably do win this division. Um, They have some good pieces. Chris Olave is a good wide receiver. Michael Thomas, if he can, Stay healthy and have his yeah. head right and play every down. You know, he, he kind of tends to give up, it seems like. Um, Alvin Kamara is in some legal issues, but I love the Javante – or not Javante, Jamal Williams signing because um, that guy, he just plays with so much heart. Uh, so this this will be an interesting team to watch. This is the one, like I said, I'm most interested to see how they do with Carr there. Um, and, and I think they're priced – 
it is juiced a little. It's it's not great odds because it is almost even money, but I think it makes sense that they are the favorites and they probably will win this division. I just if I'm betting divisions, I don't I don't like even money. I want to try to take a stab on somebody to uh, to end up getting up there. You'd like the Panthers. Well, and my question is, why would you tie your money up for an entire season at plus 110 when you could probably get that same price for them week one and win it immediately? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason to be tied up in plus 110 uh, this early in the season. Go after it in week one. <laughs> Go get your money now uh, when they're going to not be favorites to win whatever, whoever they play in week one, because I guarantee you they're probably not going to be favorites to win. Uh, they'll probably be underdogs and and you'll probably sneak out a win if they if they put it together in week one. Yeah, and sure. I, I, I my other concern with New Orleans is Dennis Allen as a coach. Kind of look, I mean, he was eight and twenty-eight in uh, Oakland. They were Oakland at the time with the Raiders, so he brings over Derek Carr, another Raider. And then I, they were seven and ten last year. They were projected like 10-11 wins. So like he's underperformed everywhere he's gone as a head coach. Great defensive uh, coordinator, but. I think they really miss Sean Payton. That's another reason why I'm I'm looking to fade the Saints next year, I think. You know, and, and here's the thing, too. If you look at these guys and you look at the, the way they're put together, I, and by the way, um, I love Derek Carr as well, only because I am a Fresno State football fan, uh, and, I, and I love all things Fresno State, so go Derek Carr. <laughs> but, you know, you look at what he, he'll be able to do. He had... He had a good one receiver, right, in Devontae Adams last year. He's got a good one in Michael Thomas this year. Obviously, Michael Thomas doesn't uh, succumb to the injury bug again. But, uh, you know, it, it just to me, it feels like they, they, they weren't just a quarterback away from being a, a, a playoff contending team last year. They had a lot more work to do than just being a quarterback away. So you may not see the, the impact of a Derek Carr this season, but if you're patient, I suppose, and you're willing to build up around him like the Raiders weren't, uh, then I think you may be able to get uh, get some good value out of him. The problem there is, how old is he? Is he 31? Uh, yeah, he's getting up there. Definitely. Yeah, it's like how much longer does he have? His, you know, his good years in him. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I do. I like their Swiss Army knife and Taysom Hill as well. I forgot to mention yeah. him. I mean. Quarterback, running back, tight end, to line him up anywhere. Uh, I, I do like him. Um, and Miranda loved Derek Carr. We don't talk gambling on old-fashioned football. However, when he met with the Saints as a trade partner but then came away with no deal, he was 10-1 to 1 for whatever reason on the books to go to the Saints. And she was like, this seems like the sketchiest shit I've ever seen. He's going to end up on the Saints. Like he just went there, and they probably said, "Hey, we'll give you a deal, but we're not going to give up draft capital." And uh, and there you go. There he was on the Saints afterwards. So, so good call. <laughs> well, I, there was there was so many. There's not very many places that that he could have gone. Really, ultimately, right? right? I mean, you know, he could have gone to the Panthers. That that would have made a little more sense. But then they got the number one pick, and they were like, "Screw it, we don't need it. We got we got somebody we're going to build off of, right?" Yeah, no so, doubt. Um, all right. Well, we already got the division winners out of the way. What say we move on to some win totals? How does that sound, gentlemen? I like it. it. All right. So looking at, uh, let's just go in order, alphabetical order here, because as I scroll through, I see the Carolina Panthers as the first team that I see. Uh, and that win total is set at, no surprise, seven and a half. The over is juiced at minus 120. The under is at plus 100. Do we think the Panthers can get one more win this season with whoever they start at quarterback and cash this minus 120? Yeah, I, I think we already talked about it with uh, we like their plus what 375 to win the NFC South. If they're going to do that, they got to get at least eight wins. We are. At least we think so. Yeah, I like uh, I like the Panthers here, and I think that I'll, I'll go nine and eight. So I like I really like the over. That's probably my favorite play in this division. Panthers over seven and a half. I also like the over. I think they are going to improve. So yeah, I definitely like the over there. I think they can get to eight. I think that's that's probably realistic. I, I think they can at least get to eight. I think they do pick up one more win, uh, just because again. I don't think this is going to be a vastly, vastly improved team, but we, we weren't talking about needing to be barn burners to win this NFC South. We just said they were going to win the South. 
And if eight wins does it, eight wins does it. So, um, yeah, I have a feeling the over is in play here, too. I mean, look, they 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 juice up. They juice up that uh, that under. They want to tempt you into, yeah. into saying, nah, they're just going to get seven wins again this season. <laughs> Don't fall for it, folks. Go ahead and take the over. Take the hook. Take the eight wins and be happy with it. Um, all right. Well, so we talked about uh, uh, the Saints probably being the team that does win this if the Carolina Panthers doesn't or don't rather. Um, but they're over under this one's this one's tough. It's nine and a half. This is at plus one oh five at the over minus one twenty five at the under. We just got done saying eight wins probably wins the South. Yeah. Does, does uh, do New Orleans does New Orleans have three more wins in them this from last season? Uh, I'm I'm definitely on the under. I think I, I we already talked about it. Uh, I think maximum a team gets to nine wins in this division. I think it's probably going to be eight again, just like last year with Tampa Bay. So, hammer the under with this one for me. I yeah, I tend to lean that way. This one is tough because I think it, they're going to win nine or ten games. So this one, it, they've got it perfect, right at nine and a half. Um, you set I'm, the odds. Pers- <laughs> yeah, it, it was me. Yeah, I know. Um, personally, I would stay away from this one. But if I had to pick a side, I would go with the under because, um, you know, I do. I think Derek Carr is going to light the league on fire. No, so I'll I'll take nine wins. Hey, I've been accused of being irresponsible lately, so give me the over. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> there I, I like plus one five. Uh, I feel like just a, they may sneak a couple of extra wins into the season. Um, it won't be easy. It won't be pretty. Um, but you know what? Why the hell not? Let's go Fresno State. Give me the over on this one. <laughs> uh, I like plus money. It'll be surprising. I don't know. I, again, I contradict myself all the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> out there but uh that's just me so yeah i don't know it's uh, i i don't know it's a weird it's a weird situation for new orleans i want to like their potential uh but also i realize that they're not as good a team as they could be so um all right next on the list is the atlanta falcons they're over under set at eight and a half i'm noticing a theme here in these books sticking right around that nine to, to eight range nine to seven range the over on this one plus one ten. The under at minus one thirty. I'm surprised first and foremost that the under is not like minus a thousand because <laughs> it just it feels like it should be way way more juiced. I'm gonna go under. I think they go seven and ten for a third straight year for under Arthur Smith. So under for me and Taylor Heineke has been a part of seven win teams plenty. So if he comes in, he's probably going to go seven and 10. That's what, that's what he did in Washington. So yeah, it'll be an entertaining seven uh, and 10, like it was in Washington, but nevertheless, seven wins. Yeah. I like the under here. I just, I like the saints and the Panthers more than this team. So I just don't see them getting to that eight or even nine wins. They're going to, they're going to hit under. Yeah, this is not this is not even one that I would touch the over at all. Uh, and again, I mean, at minus one thirty, my buddy Cody in the NASCAR gambling podcast, his patented saying is, "You only pay the juice if you lose." And I'm pretty sure you're not going to lose. So <laughs> minus one thirty is not going to eat at you. Um, but again, you know, win totals are such a weird win totals in conference and division winners are such a weird thing to wrap mm-hmm. your money in for so long, unless you're putting a yeah. really sizable uh, uh, investment down on them, right? Yeah, no doubt. It, it's futures, especially this early, where because there's going to be an injury or two in many camp OTAs. So, I mean, we don't want it to happen, but it's it's reality. Preseason, even though they barely play it, it's there's probably going to be an injury or two uh, late August pickup that'll impact it even more. Yeah. The only, then, sorry, Rod. Oh no, you're just. Good. Just going to say, the only thing I like about win totals, I, I never bet big on them. I just do the little tiny little bets on almost every team, and then I forget that I've done that. And so at yeah. the end of the year, when all of a sudden like my account goes up, it's like, oh, hey, where'd that come from? That's, that's the only thing I like about win totals is normally I forget that I've bet them because I don't bet a bunch of money on them because, again, I don't want to tie my money up for a whole season. For four months, yeah. Like a little Christmas present to you. 
Yeah, exactly. He already he, he already bet the over on the Bears and under on the Packers. Absolutely. Par, parlayed. That's auto. It's like the books already do that for him. They're like, yeah. they're like, we already have deducted your account for these bets. Like, we you want to roll that over? Uh, exactly. Let's move on to the uh, first team we talked about, but the last team here on this list. And honestly, I feel like the books don't even know what to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have set their over-under at a whopping six and a half, but both sides are juiced evenly at minus 110. So the books are like, (laughs) we don't know. Pick a side. (laughs) Feels like a six and 11 team. They won eight games with Brady. Brady's not there. I got to think that they're going to not win as many games with Tom Brady. I mean, he single-handedly was the reason why they were even in the playoffs. I think this is a 5-6 win team. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I think um, this may be one of the worst teams in the league that gets their number one draft pick and takes quarterback next year. Could be. Yeah, that actually that that makes a lot of sense because I mean nobody, again nobody has staked their future on uh, Baker Mayfield and and actually been happy about it. <laughs> Once again, Baker, all I'm saying takes one to know one. I'm I'm right there with you, right? Uh, his overall career record is 31 38, so he's not even a 500 quarterback at this point in his career. Uh, it's no way I think they're going to get to six win or to seven wins rather. Well, and the crazy thing is, everybody forgets that he started in Carolina last year, and then as soon yeah. as they basically cut him and traded him to uh, L.A., I think no, they cut him, right? They cut they, him. They yeah. Tra- yeah, they tra- Yeah, they cut him. They traded McCaffrey. Then P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold kind of led that team on a little bit of a run down the stretch. So they went from being the number one pick in the draft with Baker, like when they cut him, to all of a sudden almost being right there to win the NFC South. So, yeah, I think Baker, this this is not a match made in heaven at all in Tampa Bay. It would be warm for him, at least. <laughs> True. I will say he did impress me once he landed with the Rams. He learned that playbook in five days and won that game. That was impressive, <laughs> but I'm going to chalk that more up to flukiness. Well, I'm going to chalk that an indictment on the Raiders. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's <laughs> the biggest thing, too. Touche. Yeah. DJ yeah. Walker, Houston Roughnecks represent, baby. Uh, gotta love that happening as well. And now Chicago Bear. Oh, yeah. And now He's Chicago Bear. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, yeah, you're definitely winning the North. <laughs> there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Culture. DJ Walker, yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, this is uh this is gonna be one of those teams where if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, buckle up. You're in for a, a rough ride for however long it takes for you guys to rebuild. Um, yeah. Again, as a Niners fan, I feel you on that one. I know exactly what rebuilding <laughs> seasons are like, uh, and and we're still in the middle of it now because we don't know who's going to be our quarterback going into the into the year. Sam Darnold. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you, you you can play anybody at quarterback, and you'll still be in the NFC Championship with that True. roster. True. True. McCaffrey, Debo. Yeah. Kittle, yeah, we're just don't have them all get injured in the same game again. (laughs) (laughs) You're said than done, my friend. Uh, All right. Well, I feel like we've thoroughly exhausted anything else we got to cover out here for the NFC South for everybody out there. I assume none of us like any of these teams to get anywhere to the NFC championship or anything like that. There's no point going over those bettings because let's let's do that. Let's, let's talk about what those odds are. Justin, do you have those pulled up? I want, I want it. I want folks to have a good laugh uh, on this Tuesday morning. Let's, let's have a good laugh. Conference winner. I'm going to imagine that all four of them are in the bottom seven, eight teams in, in the conference for the NFC. Saints Maybe the are Saints. the the Saints are the fifth favorite. What? What for the yeah, NFC Giants. Conference Championship? They're fourteen. Yeah, you got Eagles above them, 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, and then the Saints. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm fading the Saints. There's too much love there, man. <laughs> How in the world is that possible? Derek Carr being there is not like bringing Tom Brady there. It's just. Yeah, uh, and Tom, and I'm not talking about Tom Brady like now. I'm talking about Tom Brady like five years ago when Tampa did right. that. That's not that's not the kind of move that you just made. Like I don't know how that vaults them this high into it above above guys like the Bears of all right. teams. 
right? I, I'm insulted. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how are we Bears. this far down? <laughs> Washington, we're, we're down there with the Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa, man. <laughs> Disrespectful. Good. Well, at least they're not the Cardinals at 100 to one. But yeah, Tampa Lord. Bay, 30, uh, 30 or 35 to one. Uh, Carolina, 30 to one. Atlanta, 28 to one. Those are your, uh, those are your. We've just ruined Ryan's day by looking at these, and he saw the commanders are that low. It's like, what the hell? Snyder to sell, man. We're we're, we're on the way up, baby. (laughs) But I would advise against betting on any of that. Don't don't, don't touch any of that. That's. That's not even something that's that's worth speculating on at this point. So I think we're we're okay leaving them alone. <laughs> right? Yeah, agreed. Uh all right. Well, I believe that uh that does it. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I want I want to know what their Super Bowl uh odds are. <laughs> just 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 out of morbid curiosity. Carolina 75 to 1, Atlanta 70 to 1, Tampa 65 to 1, the Saints 35 to 1 to win this. Wow. <laughs> So, so the Bucks, Panthers, and, and Falcons are three out of the bottom six teams in the NFL. Super Bowl odds wise, that's wild. Hmm. This is definitely the worst division in the NFL. <sighs> well, I need to start working for a book soon, then, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I feel like we have reached the natural end. Now we've exhausted all of our bullets. Now that we've exhausted all of our laugh track for this uh, episode. Um, let's, uh, let's just wrap this up by letting everybody know, first of all, uh, you know, are you going to be watching the NFC South intently? And second of all, where they can find you on social media. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac in the discord as well. So hop in there. We always have a good time. Uh, it's going to be fun with the draft next week. So, but yes, I will be watching the NFC South because this is going to come down to the wire. So this is going to be an 18 week season in the NFC South first one to eight wins. <laughs> I'm not I'm not watching them. This isn't worth watching. No. Um follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Also in the Discord. I hang around the bar a lot. There's a bar in the Discord, so come check that out and check out Old Fashioned Football. We're giving some whiskey away this month, so check it out. Please do so. Uh plus check it out for all the fun guests that they have as well. Uh always a great time with the marks. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the NASCAR gambling podcast going strong every single day. We love you hanging out in the Discord as well. Uh, we'll hang out. I, I'll need to hang out more at the bar with Justin. He needs to buy me some virtual drinks there. There you uh, go. <laughs> all, uh, all right. We'll be back again with another division next week. It's a surprise. We'll figure that out when we get there. But until then, have fun, everybody, and let it ride